This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 134, submission number 1507. Goddess of Love. Goddess of Love was made for that aired on NBC on November 20th, 1988. Did you say made for? Just I made said made for. As in made for TV movie. Yes. Her world is a world of passion. No man can resist her. She comes from another time and place. She's Vanna White. And someday... She's the goddess of love. The background of this episode will be told in the form of a timeline. 1975, as a stipulation for the cancellation of the original version of Jeopardy, NBC picks up a new Merv Griffin show, Wheel of Fortune, after two pilots. Two pilots. Never heard of it. Well, I don't know if we'll ever cover them, but there were two pilots. Yeah, one by Ed Kooky Burns and one by Chuck Woolery. Never heard of them. 1983. Spurred by the success of the network version, Merv Griffin sold Wheel of Fortune to syndication around the time there was a bit of a shakeup in personnel. Just a bit of a shakeup. The delightful Susan Stafford oh, yeah. was was replaced with a young actress slash model who came from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and whose two appearances were in a forgettable TV was I don't know if it was a TV movie, but it was a forgettable movie, and one round of The Price is Right. And that woman's name is Vanna White. Oh, yeah. Guys, Vanna White in the 1980s captured the heart of America. Where couldn't you find Vanna White in the late 80s? You had Pat and Vanna actually doing like a, uh, a, a railroad tour. They actually went by train across the country and they were greeted by humongous crowds. Absolutely amazing thousands of people at every stop. But then also Vanna uh, was so popular, she had her own book, her autobiography, Vanna Speaks. And if that wasn't enough for, for the guys out there, she was in Playboy magazine. Ooh! Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, if I remember correctly, Merv was not terribly pleased that she did Playboy because she has a very wholesome image. Oh, not not that, that, that the photos were... We're tasteless, mind you, but yeah, you've got millions of people watching her uh, every day uh, of all ages, and and I'm sure that would put her in a bit of a negative light, but also at the same time, uh, the, the, the readers of Playboy did not mind. And actually, I thought I read somewhere that that was one of the biggest selling issues ever. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Yes, 1980s, I, I believe it was 87, if I'm not mistaken. Like, 87 was like her year, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, while America is in the grips of Vanamania, 
in 1987. Back in February or March of that year, we get the feel-good sleeper hit of the first three months of 1987. That would be Andrew McCarthy oh. and Kim Cottrell. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. Oh. With Estelle Getty, G.W. Bailey, yeah. Steve Pinovich, and, of course, Meshack Taylor. Meshack Taylor as Hollywood. Hollywood! By the Hollywood, way, Steve, come and get me, Hollywood! By the way, Steve Vinovic, we'll cover him in future entry going places. And, and honestly, if, you, if you've never seen this movie before, what podcast are you even listening to? Oh, Mannequin. God, what a classic it is. I need to see the full movie. I'm sorry. I, I have not seen the full movie. You've never oh, seen... No! I've never seen the full movie. Okay, okay? you've seen I, I, I've pieces. seen pieces and parts, but not the movie in full in one sitting. Hey, uh, I love I love Mannequin, but to me, it's n- it's not Andrew McCarthy's best work. It's obviously Weekend at Bernie's. We all know this. Well, oh, yeah, that, now that's a obviously. fact. That is obviously. a fact. Obviously. Okay, so all of these timelines would converge in late November of 1988. We have. Uh, Vanna White, a borrowed story from Mannequin, and, well, yeah, they converge and we get this. Yeah. We get, we get this. Okay, good yeah. night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. Good night. Oh, you want, oh, you want, oh, you want more. Okay, yeah, well. We Okay, well before we get in before we get into the details, most episodes end with the review. But this review is so important that we're gonna stick it in the beginning. This movie's terrible. Yeah. It is. Yeah, now the show's done. That's all you need to know. Good night. Yeah, folks, I gotta let let you guys know. I paid four dollars. American money. I paid actual money to rent this movie on iTunes because I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay the money to buy this. I didn't want this in my video history forever. And I'm so glad I just paid to rent the movie. I, I'm so glad I didn't pay the two extra bucks to have it in my iTunes videos forever. You there cheap you. asses. Two dollars more. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, then, and then you would. Yeah. You pay the $2, you would have that movie forever. And then you could tell people, hey, I have that movie with Vanna White in it. Do you really think I would brag to people that I have in my eyes? I've seen, I've seen you brag to people about Les Greg. That is true. Before we go to the details of the movie, because Greg and I did do our due diligence and our due research on this movie. We do this for you, okay? Let's talk about the characters. Obviously, you have uh, Mighty Aphrodite herself played by Vanna White. You know she prefers to be called Venus. Fine! Venus! Of course, if you've read your Edith Hamilton mythology guide... You would know that Venus is the uh, daughter of Zeus 
and I believe it's Uranus. I believe it's Uranus. This is according to Hesiod's Theogony. This is your only. This is going to be your absolute only time of actual education on this show. Aphrodite is born off the coast of Cythera in the foam produced by Uranus's genitals, which his son Cronus has severed and thrown into the sea. In Homer's Iliad, she is the daughter of Zeus and Dion. Plato, in his Symposium, asserts that these two origins actually belong to separate entities. Aphrodite Aradia, heavenly Aphrodite, and Aphrodite Pandemos, Aphrodite of all the people. Aphrodite had many other epithets, each emphasizing a different aspect of the same goddess or used by a different local cult. Of course, we know Aphrodite is the ancient Greek goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, passion, and procreation. Oh, so that's why this movie is called The Goddess of Love. Yes. What, what else did you think this was called? Well, I, I'm describing it for our listeners in case they didn't make the connection. Yeah, and of course, we all know, to put a long story short, Aphrodite was a wild child. Oh, yeah. yeah she, oh, yes. She likes to start stuff, man. She likes to get freaky. Uh, in fact, while she was married to Hephaestus, she cheated multiple oh. times. Oh. Multiple times. But that's not why she's in trouble in this movie. We'll get there. Again, Vanna plays Venus. We all established this. Yeah, we've but all, we've, we've also established that she's not the best actress. No, but we still love her. You, yes, you weren't we watching th- this movie for the acting. Let's just no, say that. No, you're wa- you're- no, no. Here's the thing. Nobody was going to buy this movie on the acting. No. Nobody. No, people were watching this for Vanna. That was it. You know what? There's another commercial. Play the other commercial. Someday, when Vanna White is the goddess of love, all your fantasies come true. NBC was not selling the story. NBC was selling Vanna. Yeah, that's what you came in for. Vanna in prime time. Oh, yeah. Vanna in prime time, but okay. Okay, so Vanna, her father, Zeus, was played by, of course, the great British thespian John Rhys Davies. Oh, yeah. What hasn't John oh, sorry. Rhys? The Welsh, the Welsh, the Welsh. The Welsh, let's be technical. Yes, but let's, let's be. But yeah. let's be technical. What What has John Reese davies not been in? He was in Sliders, guys. He was in Sliders, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings. I mean, come on. So at this point in time, about ages ago, he would be married to Hera, the queen of the gods, who is played by, oh dear, gr- lovely lady, friends of, friends, we've, I believe we've all met, well actually, I, I know Mike's met her. Well, at least two of us have met her. Two, so at, of least us. two of us. At least two of us have met her, the late, great Betsy Palmer. Yes. Uh, and, what, and what can you say about Betsy Palmer that we haven't said already? Oh, legendary. I mean, her, a, yeah. absolute sweetheart. Yeah, and of course, Jason Voorhees' mother. That's not uh, wrong. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We have our uh, particulars. And then we have the Earth Realm people. 
And we begin with Ted Beckman, who is played by someone we've talked about on this show, David Naughton, of previous installments. Making it, I got the chance, I'm taking it. And he is betrothed to a lovely lady by the name of Kathy, who is played by Amanda Pierce who, of course, would be on Married with Children at this time, who, at this point, would be still be married to Steve, Steve. Rhodes at this point. Yes. For another, like, two seasons or so, yes. Yeah, Ted McGinley's not on yet. Okay, so we have Ted. We have his fiance Kathy. We also have his best friend, David Leisure, who plays Jimmy, and let's let's you know what a good analog here would be Ted Mosby and Barney Stinson. Yeah, about seventeen years early. About seventeen years too early. Yeah, and by the way, if you don't know who David Leisure is, what podcast are you even listening to? What podcast are you even listening to? Because okay, Joe Asuzu. Well, among other things, Joe Asuzu definitely around that time. But he was on Empty Nest. Empty Nest, yes. That's what he's best known for besides Joe Isuzu. Yeah. And he's just as smarmy in both of those roles. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He, was very, he was very smarmy here, too. Oh, yes. And then you have uh, Alfonso, their, their co-worker, played by the incomparable. The incomparable. Legendary rock and roll icon, Little Richard. Yes, Little you mean Rich- to? Yeah, you mean to tell me that he was not supposed? This is a classic case of. I've seen this before. Hmm. You're supposed to be Hollywood, aren't you? You can definitely tell the mannequin influences here. Oh, but yes. So now that you have all the major players out of the way. Now, of course, there are a few minor players, and we'll talk about them as we go along talking about this movie. But right now, you have a bare minimum understanding of what this movie is about. Okay, so now we're going to give you the, uh, I guess, the details. Yeah, I guess. I guess, sort of. Okay. All right, once upon a time, about hmm, three weeks ago, um, by three weeks, I, of course, mean 3,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, Zeus has drug his daughter Venus in for what looks to be basically the mother of all come to Uranus meetings. You, you see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, among other crimes, and this is all backed up by mythology, Venus is being charged with the deaths of uh, three mortals. Not to mention that little thing that she did with uh, Paris and Helen of Troy. So, Oh. Yeah, Venus was like, Helen, you swing at the queen. You best not miss. Mm-hmm. And by the way, 
This is all backed up by mythology, so. Good, so good job there. But I'm afraid this is as good as the movie's ever going to get. Yeah. Because Zeus is pretty much fed up. And it's decided, we're going to banish you to the Earth Realm until you learn the true meaning of love. Not only that, you must have someone... Well, help me out here. Was it someone who fell in love with with him as well? Or or no? I don't I don't remember. Okay. I already watched the movie once. I'm not even gonna bother trying to watch it again. Well, in any event, Venus is banished to the Earth realm. And to drive the point home And possibly because Hey, you know what? Mannequin was a good movie. We're going to turn you into a statue. Oh, yeah. They're going to turn her into a statue. And here's where things get a little bit hinky. Because Hera asks her loving husband, Zeus, will she never return from this exile? And Zeus is like, perhaps someday. She will return when she has won the heart of a man. I know my daughter. She'll do it. And prove that she can keep his love without killing him. Oh, that could be a problem. So, 3,000 years later, and we are at the Los Angeles City Museum, where the statue stands unguarded for some reason. What's up with that? I don't know. I guess the security in L.A. museums in 1988 is pretty lax. I mean, we yeah. already we established in the Mr. Ed L.A. Dodgers episode that security would ju- in 1963 would just let a horse into a ballpark. So I, I, I've assumed that 25 years later, security in L.A. has still not gotten much better. So we have a statue who is a statue who on full display for whoever. And in comes these two ruffians, these two bubbleheads, these two uh, comic relief thieves, Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac. I remember when they were cavemen ninjas. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, I I should be ashamed of myself. Anyway. That's really a stretch. Just a bit, yeah. So Joe and Mac have devised a plan to steal the statue, which, let's be honest, it, it doesn't look like a marble statue. It's basically what television calls a an antique marble statue. That is, one made out of plaster, obviously. So Joe and Mac are in drag, which is just odd because they don't have to be in drag to do this. This is just... Why are they in drag? They're just going to take it off anyway. Exactly. So they decide, once the crowd's cleared off, they're going to take the statue and... You know, I don't even know what they're going to do with the statue. They just want to 
take the statue. Yeah, they did. They don't. I don't think they explained why they need to take. I think they said they were going to take the statue somewhere. Yeah, but they never explained where. I thought they. I thought they were going to take it to South America or something. Yeah, but what would they do with it in South America? I don't know. Maybe a museum in South America wants it. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so we go to the Heads Up Hair Salon where we have Jimmy and Ted getting their uh, quintessential 80s haircuts. And Ted is explaining to Jimmy basically how being engaged works. It's like, as soon as this ring goes on Kathy's finger, she is mine forever. So Jimmy's like, yes, she gets you forever. I just want you right now. And by right now, I mean tonight at this bachelor party. So there you go. He's at a bachelor party, and while he's at a bachelor party, getting felt up by every drunk, high, and horny lady in Los Angeles, Joe and Mac need to hide the statue somewhere until until the buzz blows over. So they decide to hide it in a statuary garden. That makes sense, right? Statuary garden? And it just so happens to be the Pleasure Gardens next to the Pleasure Gardens Dancing Club. So as soon as Ted decides he wants to be a upstanding good-hearted citizen, which, by the way, he totally is, really. Oh, yeah. He decides, okay, you know what? I need to take a walk. So he takes a walk into the statuary garden where the bad guys are hiding because they're hiding the statue in the statuary garden. Oh, yeah, and wacky shenanigans happen. Yep, wacky shenanigans. Here's the statue. And, you know, Ted and Jimmy could really just have it just explain how being married works. Like, ring plus finger equals marriage. Yeah. But Jimmy's dumb, so he needs a a prop. So Ted's like... Ted's like, oh, I'm just going to put this ring on this statue. I'm sure nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Ring, statue, marriage. And it's not just any ring. This is Kathy's family heirloom wedding ring. Oh, no. And accuse some special effects and the wedding ring that easily went on the statue... All of a sudden, yeah, it can't, can't come off. It can't, can't come off. It could easily fit on the statue, but they can't get it out. I mean, if a lesser person would have broken the ring finger off of the statue and just taken the ring, but that's not going to happen, is it? I'm sure it's impossible to break the statue seeing that Venus is a person in a yeah. statue. Yes. So Hera has finally, you know, Hera's basically like, oh, my daughter's going to get married. Oh, she's found a true love. Oh. So she convinces Zeus to free Venus from her sleep forever spell. Bada bing, bada boom. 
here's your co-host. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, Venus has only so much time to get Ted to fall in love with her. Oh? And if they don't, she will return to her statuesque state for all eternity. Oh, no. That's horrible. <laughs> now, she'll she, if she doesn't find a man, she's going to be a statue forever. No, oh. she doesn't have to find a man. She has yeah. to find the man. The man. The man to fall in love with her. Yeah. And eventually, Venus does find Ted and explains this whole story that 3,000 3, years ago, she was put under a spell, and now that the ring is on her finger, hey, guess what? You and I are engaged to be married. But, Chico. But? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Greg, how does it work? Ring. Finger. Ceremony. Marriage. That's how it works, people. You obviously, and, and obviously, comic shenanigans ensues, especially when, especially when Venus gets a look at Kathy, who is returning home from a trip from somewhere. And she gets... Oh, uh, she's not happy. She's like... Ugh. She's not happy one bit. She's she like, gets... Ugh. She gives you the finger of doom. She's is like... There... She's just... Smite! Po- Spite! Smite! And all the while, it looks like the police are looking for the statue, and the thieves are looking for the statue, and the police are looking for the thieves. So naturally, Ted might just be public enemy, number one. Mm-hmm. While Ted is showing her around Los Angeles, where she learns about his car, which has magical horses underneath the hood, magical musicians inside the radio, and every gas station is basically holding food for said horses. Yeah, uh, Ted's basically trying to hide this secret and stave off Venus's sort of advances. And, oh yeah, get the ring back. Yeah, that's all Ted wants. He wants the ring back. All Ted wants is the ring back. No, Venus won't let let, let him do it. Nope. And for sure he's not going to let him have eyes for another woman. No. So, shenanigans ensues. We have perhaps the worst montage ever, a.k.a. just another excuse to show off as much of Bannon as possible. Yeah. When Venus gets a hold of Ted's 
credit cards. Oh, yeah. This is when all sorts of hilarity ensues because she just gets, she just buys all sorts of stuff to make her look, look pretty. She buys all the fancy dresses and stuff. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. So, wait. Now, do you mean that there's Pretty Woman in the mix, even though Pretty Woman now, for yeah, a few more years? Exactly. Jeez. So. Oh, wait. Hold on. There's oh, wait. A, there, there was a segment, like, earlier in the movie. What's that? What's that? When she's at, when she's, when the, she's still the statue, and she's watching Ted do, like, her hair salon, his hair salon stuff, and do you remember what Ted put on on her when she was a statue? Uh, yes, I do. It was all of his Los Angeles Raiders swag. Oh Presum- yeah, presumably from that video we covered last week. Oh yeah, Vanna looked like she was doing Easy E cosplay. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the interesting thing is. Instant statue with all of the uh, Raider swag on. And she gets a look at another woman. Of course, because Ted works at a beauty salon. She, he's, he is surrounded by women all the time. Beautiful women. Women who hear Ted, you know, playfully flirt with him because he, that's what he does. And, uh, yeah, Smite? Okay, so so where were we in the plot before I interrupted you? Oh, God. Um, the, oh, the, uh, the, the whole shopping spree montage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shopping spree montage. Shopping spree. Van is buying a whole bunch of stuff. And then, <laughs> and then he maxes out his credit card. Oh, God. Did we mention that this is before she meets Jimmy? Because once she meets Jimmy, oh god! Oh yeah, once she meets David Leisure. Yeah, because Jimmy is going to uh, basically. How can I put this genteely? He wants to spin her wheels and buy and buy her vowels. Oh. Yeah. Spinner wheels, fire vowels, solve her puzzles. Yeah, I, I know. She wants, to, she wants to touch her game board. I, I know. I know what he, what you're talking about. What are you trying to say, Chico? Intercourse. Oh, oh, I've never heard it quite uh, uh, talked about in that manner. Well, there you go. He wants to do that stuff. So, obviously, she only has eyes for Ted because, hi, Ted's ring. It's getting close, and Ted has not gotten the ring, so he needs Jimmy to do the next best thing. Find the dummy ring. So, so find the dummy ring. And, uh, oh yeah, keep Venus away from the wedding. Easier said than done, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We, oh wait, hold on. Venus is still trying to win Ted over Kathy, so... She, because, let's be honest, she hasn't learned anything about true love yet. 
No. You know, for a goddess of love, she could be really dense about the whole subject. Oh yeah, she really is. She's like it's like Howie in uh in the Poland show. For someone so smart, he's not that bright. For someone who's a goddess of love, she really is unaware of, of how love works. Yeah. So she goes to the one person who might be able to help. And it just so happens that they got into an argument as soon as they first meet. That, of course, would be Alfonso. Little Richard's character. And, uh... Well, let's just say she's put in rollers, uh, foam, those foam little snake-looking things. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, one of those classy mud masks that oh, were yeah. so popular in the 80s and are still popular now. And she, she's not happy with this. Uh, no, how can I put this? Smite! Oh, yeah. Little Richard gets it from Vanna. And so does the inside of the hair salon. Oh, yeah. So, and funny thing is, everybody seems to be nonplussed about this. There's like, nobody thinks to uh, look for a blonde lady who may look like Easy e wearing a mud mask. We can't forget the mud mask. And meanwhile, while Ted is going to lunch with Kathy and Venus is smiting the uh, beauty salon, we see the, the thieves try and scope out Ted's swanky pad, trying to get a look at the statue. They don't get a look at the statue, but they do get a look at Jimmy in a frizzy blonde wig trying to, uh, I don't know, make it look like the statue has come to life or something. I don't know. I don't know what the point of the... I don't know what the point is of David Leisure and Drag. I really don't. No, nobody wants to see David Leisure and Drag. But the thieves finally make their move, try and steal the statue, and it just so happens... Oh, the statue's not there. Because oh. guess who?! Bitches. Who? Smite! Oh. Yeah. And uh, they this leads to a quick arrest and they're still looking for the statue. Like, where where it's like, how is this even going to uh, work? Well, cue the day of the wedding. Because Ted and Kathy, despite all of Venus's wiles are about to get married. Until, if anybody has any objection to this wedding, speak now or forever hold their peace. Doors fly open, and in comes Venus, still wearing Ted's ring. Oh yeah, because he was going to have a fake ring. He, like yep, he, yep. You don't forget about that fake ring because Jimmy did find a fake ring. And apparently <laughs> Kathy is very smart because she sees right through it. Because yeah. She's like, this is this is nothing. Where'd you find this? In a Cracker Jack box? She didn't actually say where'd you find it, it was in Cracker Jack box, but I wish she had said that. Well, obviously Ted takes Kathy and Venus 
and explains the whole shooting match. And at long last, Ted finally declares his undying love for Kathy. And uh, Venus, um, Venus doesn't take it well. No, she doesn't. But for all her smiting, she couldn't bring herself to smite Ted. Because, guess what? Are you ready for this? She's finally learned the meaning of true love. Just as she is resigned to her fate as as a five foot four plaster cutout, Zeus decides to release her from her spell. Just kidding. She gets frozen. Again. Again. But, but, because Venus learned a lesson, she's going to get another shot at love. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing basically ends with Kathy tossing her bouquet in the air and somehow it ending up in the hands of Venus. Who somehow is magically back in the museum in L.A. And that's the movie. That's the movie. There you go. Now, Mike, you've been listening to Greg and I do our damnedest to try and summarize this movie for uh, podcast purposes. I'm ready to hear your thoughts here. There's a reason I had you two watch it and not me. Because you you don't want to waste two hours of your life watching this. And four dollars, yes. And four dollars. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't two hours. It was an hour and a half. But I, yeah. I mean, you had to watch freaking the Super Broker Shuffle last week. You're like, nope, not watching Goddess of Love. The Super Broker Shuffle was at least sort of entertaining in a corny way. I just remember this somewhat from my childhood. I didn't see the whole thing because, you know, school night and all that other stuff. But I just remember it was awful back 32, 33 years ago at this point. Uh, I feel I'm awful is an I, understatement. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you were subjected to this. Hey, it's on the list for a reason. Yeah. And this being Valentine's week, it just seemed to be a bit. It did. Unless you think this is the end of Vanna White's career. Oh, no. No. Far from it. No, because she was in Naked Gun 33 and a third with Weird Al. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Weird Al wrote of her in one of her songs. Oh, Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White. That is a classic. It is a classic. And I'll tell you right now, if you go into Prime Access... Right before prime time, you will see, of course, Vanna at her uh, very Vanna est. Oh yeah, every night, at least here in New York, every night at seven thirty. And here in on Raleigh, seven. And here in Raleigh, also at seven thirty on Channel Eleven. And, and, and the way it should be, Wheel of Fortune first, then Jeopardy. No, ah! no, no, this man! no. 
No. This man. no that is not how it works. No, as that's said, the way that's as, the way that 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 God intended no, it to be. If a- Wheel of Fortune first, no, then Jeopardy. No, if ABC owned and operated stations, have it Jeopardy at seven and Wheel at seven thirty. That is the order. Yes, that is the way it should be. That's the way it always is, and we and, liked it. And are you gonna and you're going to disagree with the House of Mouse when they're making so much money? No. Oh, I say screw the house of mouse. <laughs> well, okay. So what have we learned, kids? Wheel of Fortune, good show. Vanna White, good co-host. Mannequin, great movie. Yes. Goddess of Love? No. Just a thing on TV. Yeah. This wasn't good. And Wheel of Fortune at 7 is the natural order. No, not this. Are, are no, we, are that one, screw that one, screw this. Screw this. Okay, no, All right, Mike, no. Mike. 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 Because you said that. Guess oh, no. What? No. Guess what? You asked for this, buddy. You asked for Hit it. Hit the music. Yeah. Hit the music. You're damn right. Okay, so you are bidding on a vintage 1991 Game Tech Wheel of Fortune Golden Edition for IBM PCs. That's a good uh, edition. Oh, yeah, it is. You got is it, over a thousand new puzzles, a thousand new puzzles on these two floppy disks. Contains a five and a quarter inch floppy and a three and a half inch floppy. So you're covered, no matter what version of IBM PC you have. Now, okay, now this is the highest priced item I could find on eBay. So that it gives you an idea. I didn't, I didn't go searching for a random thing. This is the highest priced one for this on eBay, and this is a buy it now. So you'll be bidding in dollars and cents. So I will start the bidding with Mike. Did you say it's still in the packaging? Yes, it's still in the packaging. It's got the box. Uh, not, it's not in the packaging, but it's open, but it's a, it has the box. The box is in there. Okay. The, 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 this, there has to be a trick to this, and I don't know where the trick comes into play. Uh, I'm going to go $17.99. Okay, Chico. I am going to take an opposite approach and I'm going to bring up the amount you paid to watch Goddess of Love on iTunes. By the way, if you are so inclined, Goddess of Love is on iTunes and also Prime Video. And Google I Play. W- and Google Play. I wouldn't suggest it, but you want it is, to. But it is our duty. So so Chico, I'll have your bid is three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Okay. The price on the vintage Game Tech Wheel Fortune Golden Edition. Five and a quarter inch and three and a half inch floppy disks. Thirty-seven dollars and forty-six cents. Okay, I knew there was something going on there. Oh my god! I said highest price. No, no, I I get that, but I I didn't know if the trick was it's going to be really low or if the trick was it was going to be really high. I thought it was going to be really low. 
and, 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 and I, I thought the trick would be high, but I didn't think it would be that high. Okay, but it's discounted. It's 25% off. So you want to know how much this originally went for? How much did it really? Oh, go? not not forty nine ninety five. Yes. Oh, you're. Oh, uh, I forgot. Mike's a math teacher. He can do this stuff in his sleep. Forty fifty dollars. Fifty dollars oh originally. No. Yikes. No. Uh, someone would buy it, but not me, and not at that price. Even though it is a good addition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not the worst. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, what's the best Wheel of Fortune game on video game wise? Like the, the oh. ones run from Hasbro Interactive in the late nineties, early aughts. Without question. Without yeah, question. That, that would be my vote. Yeah, it has the video of Banner and everything. Oh yeah, and you got Charlie O'Donnell announcing. It's it's everything you would want for Wheel of Fortune back in the late 90s, early aughts. Yep. And then came the advent of the the Wii, the Me, and whatever the Xbox has as the Me. The Avatars. The Avatars and things took a turn. Took a turn, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well, the whole game had taken a turn by that time. You know, the crossword and what are you doing and... Yeah. But hey, how many game shows have been on the air for close to like 50 years at this point? True. Not just 50 years. Not just almost 50 years, but 50 years continuously. 50 years continuously. And next year is going to be like, what, 40 years of Pat and Vanna together, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. Like... There's going to be, I don't know, fireworks. Yeah, next year, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can always see your fair share of fireworks at our website. It was a thing on TV.com where you will find all of our past episodes, our mini-sodes, and of course our live shows, and not to mention our social streams and links to our good friends at Place to Be Nation, where we do the weekly drop every Wednesday. Every Wednesday on the pop feed. And this week, guys, we have the Super Bowl shuffle knockoffs and parodies episode. We have it one big episode. We couldn't contain it with another episode. So it's by itself. We had it for two hours. You're going to listen to it the two hours if you want to. You listen to the class. Oh, classic Super Bowl commercials in the classic commercial break. Nice. I'm even going to include, I'm going to even try to include Mean Joe Green in there. And the nice. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. All that's left to do is remind you we are available wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. Five stars only. Uh, Greg does not purchase or rent Goddess of Love for less than four stars. Yeah, but you never leave reviews anyway, so what does uh, it matter? Besides, uh, as we said, Subscribe to us on YouTube because you know what? That's more important because if you subscribe to us on YouTube, then we could actually make money on this. Yep. YouTube.com slash it was a thing on TV. And ring the, ring the bell too. Ding! Yeah. Well, Love Week continues on Thursday with, I'm not going to say this is a bad show. No. 
it's, it's, not, not. it's not. It's not a bad show, but it be, it's one of those shows that if you blinked, you missed it. Oh yeah, and it definitely screams the era it aired in. Totally. But we'll talk about that on our next installment of It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Well. Where is she? Bob Euchre. She's here. <laughs> Where no, is no. she? No, no. Euchre, I got bad news for you. Vanna White just left. She's they going told out. told me the... she was just here, oh, you missed her. You of all guys, not my buddy. G- Come on. Hey, you've Come been on, going all here. over this building, yeah. scouring this building for yeah. Vanna White. And I'm sorry, pal. I have to tell you this, Bob Euchre. I don't know if she wants to see you. She wants to see me. She wrote me all kind of letters. She wrote two letters? Yes, yeah, some guy named Vance White. No, 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 no. This is Vanna White from Wheel of Fortune. Bob Euchre, I'm sorry. Let's get back to Gorilla and Jesse. I'm sorry about that, pal. I don't know what to tell you.